0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now. Live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith.
2: And welcome everyone to this program of Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith and today is Sunday, May seventeenth, two 2009. And uh, wanting to discuss a very important issue that many of us already know about, But it is such an important issue. We need to continue bringing this matter out in the public view and make sure that it does not slip away from us, as so often is the case. And it is just too important to allow that to happen. Our number is 347-826-9170. So let's focus once again on legislation H.R. 2156 Introduced to the House of Representatives by U.S. Representative Paul Tonko, Democrat out of New York, and uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, also Democrat from New York, and Bill S-971 in the Senate, and of course, H.R. 2156 is popularly known as Jason's Law, uh, named after our fellow truck driver, Jason Rivenberg, who was robbed and lost his life for only $7.00 and uh, only because uh, Mr. Rivenberg parked his truck in an abandoned gas station where many times he'd done it before, I'm sure, as well as other drivers, uh, shutting down for some rest before going on in and making his scheduled delivery appointment. And uh, like I said, I'm sure he had parked there because of the, uh, well, the media is saying he had parked there because of the lack of adequate parking for commercial motor vehicles in the particular area he was in. So we are back to the issue of the lack of of, uh, safe parking spots for our nation's drivers, a a real issue in certain parts of the country. Uh, High traffic areas such as the Northeast and places such as these where the uh, problem will never go away unless something is done to ensure that there will always be safe parking spots for our professional men and women operating these big rigs down our roads, highways, and interstates. And Jason's Law would do just that. It would certainly help a very important uh, bill. It would implement a pilot program to address the shortages in safe parking for CMVs all along our national highway system. And organizations such as the ATA and OIDA strongly support Jason's Law. Uh, Bill Graves, who is the president and chief executive officer of the American Trucking Association, has stated that the parking shortage for commercial motor vehicles uh, comprises um, the safety of drivers out on the road and requires a comprehensive solution involving all interested parties. And what this legislation will do is to allow the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, working together with the appropriate uh, state, regional, and local governments to uh, allocate funds to, um, to improve rest areas that serve the highway system. Uh, just real quick, a couple minutes here is, I want to play this again. I want you to hear Representative Tonko uh, out of New York presenting Jason's Law to the floor of the Congress on April 28th uh, of this year, 2009.
3: What, for what purpose does the gentleman from New York rise? To the House For one minute and to uh, revise and extend my remarks. No objection? You may address the house for one minute. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Tragically, on March 5th of 2009, one of Squehari County's citizens from my congressional district, Jason Rivenberg, pulled his truck into an abandoned gas station frequently used by truckers in South Carolina as a rest stop and was then and there violently and senselessly shot and murdered, robbed for a meager $7. At the time of his death, Jason was a mere 12 miles from his destination, but was unable to make his delivery because he was too early. Jason Rivenberg was 35 years old, leaving behind his wife, Hope, and son, Josh. They had just moved into a new home. As if that stress was not enough, shortly after his death, Jason's widow delivered two healthy twins, a boy named Hezekiah after his grandfather and a girl named Logan. Rivenberg's death sparked outrage and an outpouring of support for the family across our country. Truckers and family members are demanding that the government do more to protect truckers who risk their lives following rules that require that they pull over and rest after a certain amount of driving time. There are few resources telling truck drivers who are often unfamiliar with the local area where a safe place to rest might be. Moreover, there are few safe places to rest in the first place. Mr. Speaker, we must do more to support these incredibly important men and women. Moving our freight and goods is essential to keeping this country and our economy progressing. We must ensure that as we demand mandatory stops and on-time delivery, that we provide adequate support systems for our nation's truck drivers. Mr. Speaker, I ask that my colleagues support the life and memory of a truly hardworking American man and support Jason's Law, which I am sponsoring. I yield back my time, Mr. Speaker, uh, the balance of my time. Without objection, the request is granted. Now, one week later, on May 5,
2: 2009, Senator Schumer presented Jason's Law to the Senate, assigned Bill S-971, and it was sent to the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee on both issues. And this bill is in the first step in the legislative process. Uh, My understanding is introduced bills and uh, resolutions first go to committees that deliberate, investigate, and revise them before they go to the general debate. And the majority of bills and resolutions never make it out of the committee. That is why now is such an important time for all of us to take action. And uh, committees... Or like many Congresses, uh, most, most bills begin by being considered by one or several congressional committees which uh, may report the bill favorably or unfavorably to the Senate or House as a whole, allowing it to receive um, consideration by the full body and move forward or may fail to consider a bill at all, pre- at all preventing the bill from uh, moving forward. So most bills never receive any committee consideration or are never even reported out. Uh, House bills start in House committees and enter senate committees only uh, after uh, being passed by the House and received by the Senate, and similarly for uh, Senate bills. And uh, committees vary in what information they, they even make public, and often they don't provide basic public information, such as the results of votes electronically or in an uh, understandable format even. And furthermore, if you're, if your member of Congress does not sit on any committee relevant to the bill, you generally have no opportunity to voice your opinion on the bill while the bill is re, uh, is being received uh, its, its most uh, important consideration. So like I said, the bill has been referred to the House Transportation and Infrastructure and the House Transportation and Infrastructure Subcommittee on Highways and Transit. Uh, the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee writes legislation regarding aviation railroads, uh, navigational waterways, roads, and public works projects. And like I said, now is the time. It's great to listen. It's great to read about it. But now is the time to take action, get your voice heard, let it be known. We want Jason's Law passed, in, uh, passed into law. You can contact this committee, the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, and let them know that you support Jason's Law, H.R. 2156. You can call them, give them a call at 202-225-4472. Send a fax, send them a fax, let them know you support Jason's Law. Their fax number is 202-226-1270. We have congressmen and senators along with many others who jumped on board fighting for the safety of truckers, 14 in all at my last count, I believe that's going up now, I know Senator James Seward, uh, Martin Dylan, and Assemblyman Peter Lopez are just a few uh, working to improve rest areas and truck stops, and and there are others working hard to bring HR 2156 into law. But it's going to take much more from you, from all of us, citizens and truckers alike, stepping up, taking the time to let your voices be heard through a phone call, an email, a letter, a fax. Just a few minutes out of your day to let those with the power of the pen to hear that we want Jason's Law. Not that we just want it, but we need it. Our number, if you'd like to call in and participate in the show, 347-826-9170. Our lines are full. Uh, Beginning with you real quick, we have a very special guest on the line today. Uh, I'm just laying the foundation for it's time to take action and to let them know that we want Jason's Law, that it's much it's much needed for our truckers across this country. Our show, Truth About Trucking Live, presently has brought in nearly 14,000 listeners. So can you imagine it's, if each one of you contacted your representative, contacted your senator, contacted the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, and told them that you support Jason's Law and you want them to get this bill passed? Again, contact them through email, letter, or fax. Just a few minutes out of your day. Now, 14,000 listeners sure doesn't put me in the category of Rush Limbaugh, but you know what does? The 3.5 million active CDL truck drivers in this country and the 8 million CDL holders in this country. The one in every 15 people in the United States that is employed in some form or fashion within the trucking industry. As of July 2008, the U.S. population was 304,059,724. One out of every 15 work in the trucking industry. Now, that works out to be 20,270,648. Now, that is a voice to be reckoned with, don't you think? So, So if you don't know your state rep or senator, then you can find out very easily. Just go to our blog at askthetrucker.com, and in the little search engine at the top right of the page, there's two of them. Either one will work. Just type in Jason's Law, and you'll see a post that I've put there. And in that post are links which will take you to sites that will give you the name and contact info of both, your representative and your senator. In less than 60 seconds, you can have all the contact info you need to uh, let your state rep and senator know that you support Jason's law. So just a few minutes of your time can bring H.R. uh, 2156 into law and turn a horrible tragedy into something positive. So millions of trucking employees letting it be known that they support Jason's law. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, You always hear we talk about we the people. Well, that's 8 million plus, and we can get this bill passed, but only if we take action. It's not enough to listen to Truth About Trucking Live. It's not enough to read all the blogs about it. It's not enough to uh, write content about it on on a blog or website. It's going to take physical action, an email, a letter, a fax, a phone call, each one that would only take a few minutes of your time out of your day to ensure that Jason's Law becomes a reality. Now, on Jason's family website, jhlrivenberg.com, It shows a simple yet powerful uh, true reason for Jason's Law. It it simply reads, the purpose of Jason's Law is to to provide secure areas for truck drivers to rest or wait until they can unload their trucks. That's the purpose. From the families that lost a husband, a father, a son, and let's not forget that Jason is one of many others, many you never even hear about. This was not an uh, isolated incident. It happens all across the country at times. And even if there were only one, one is too many. And we have congressmen and senators and assemblymen and women fighting for your safety out on the road, but now they need you. Drop that letter in the mail. If no action is taken on your part, nothing could possibly get done. Just a few minutes out of your day, that's all. Type in Jason's Law in the search engine and uh, click on the links where it says find your representative and find your senator from our Ask Trucker blog. Find out who they are, contact them, take action. If we the people only listen but never take action, how can we bl- blame the uh, government when changes are never accomplished? And uh, simply simply Google Jason's Law, and the very first listing will be the website set up by Jason's family, jhlrivenberg.com. You'll find contact info there, uh, various means to let your voice be heard, and we can get Jason's Law passed only if we act. So time is counting down for the voting on Jason's Law, so please take a few minutes out of your day. Uh, Many of you are off today uh, at home, and contact your representatives and senators and let them know that you want Jason's Law passed. So go to Jason's website, again, jhlrivenberg.com, You'll see a place to sign a petition. Click on it. Sign the petition. The more signatures, the more power we put behind H.R. 2156. If you do nothing else, just take 15 seconds and sign the petition. Let's not allow Jason Ribenberg's death and others like him to be in vain. Uh, bring about more safe parking areas for our nation's drivers. This, this is important. Uh, just make that phone call. Send that fax mail that letter, write that email, sign that petition. It's such an important thing that we all can do to make sure Jason's Law gets passed. So there's my quick little spill. Uh, very important issue. I'm gonna, I want to open up the lines. Uh, I've got a lot of callers here. I want to go to our first caller who was just so kind enough, uh, just on a moment's notice, to uh, come on the show today. This is um, uh, Timothy Hardendorf. And he is the uncle of uh, Jason Rivenberg. Uh, let me pull up his line here uh, from area code five one eight. I believe that's you, Mister Hardendorf. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you uh, being here.
4: Well, I want to thank you very much for the opportunity. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this has been a roller coaster ride uh, for everybody. Um, it's it's. Uh, it's taken off in a in a manner that we never expected when we started out. Uh although it it was our resolve right from the beginning to uh to do everything in our power to make this happen, to, to make sure that a uh Jason's life wasn't wasted, that it wasn't just another statistic that gets buried somewhere uh in an archive. Uh he wasn't that kind of a person
5: right,
4: uh, it also uh it leaves a legacy for his children uh you can't have your father he he was taken away, but through this effort, it's gonna make the world a better place i, I so definitely, you're exactly right mm-hmm. you're exactly right when you say that everybody needs to take a minute and do something positive. It's easy to. For us to tell a story, and we can we can turn a room of 500 people into a bunch of uh, uh, slobbering, uh, sorry-looking, uh, sad sacks and, and just telling a story. But it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about doing something to help everybody else. And uh, uh, we've been able to do in two months what professional lobbyists in the industry have been trying to do for 15 years. Uh, it's amazing we've been able to motivate a grassroots effort Uh, politicians have seen our petition they've read the comments Uh, they understand that it's a universal problem it doesn't have state boundaries it doesn't have regional boundaries uh... it's endemic in our whole system it's our goal, and, and it's one of the things that we're starting to turn around. People who aren't involved in transportation are coming to us that have read the stories and said, well, now I see a truck parked over there, or I see a truck parked over there, or every day when I go to work there's trucks parked here. I never knew why before. But now now because of what you're doing, I understand that they need a place. They, they We have to provide some place for them to be, when they've got to rest or when they have to wait. Uh, it's, it's been remarkable, the, the, the response that we've gotten and in, in some of the attitudes that, that are starting to come around. And that's when we have to focus all of that public opinion on Washington. And, and you're exactly right, now is the time. It's, it's, it's not necessarily in limbo, but it's kind of in between stages right now. Right. And now you have to catch everybody up. This is what it is. this is why it is, and this is what we want done about it. um You mentioned all of the different ways to contact your legislatures and 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 those are all good uh We have routes in in our uh, in our website to do exactly that. The one thing that I would caution though firing off an email might be the least effective okay. uh. They have the same problems everybody else has with email. Uh, they get a lot of spam. They get tens of thousands of them in a day. And the chances that yours is going to make it to some place where it will be read or counted are, are a lot slimmer than it is if you pick up the phone and somebody has to answer it. And, and they have to write down who you are, why you called, when you called, and that goes into a file. And if nothing else, it takes up room in that file and, and, and it makes it bigger. It makes it more impressive, makes it more important. Certainly what you have to say is important, but if there's five hundred pieces of paper in that file, okay. Mm-hmm. If there's five thousand pieces of paper in that file, it makes a bigger difference, it makes a bigger impact. Right, that's so very true. So if your letters go in, if your phone messages go in uh, that's what people can look at to say, well, this is really an important topic. We better pay attention to this.
2: Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. And have Have you heard um, Have you heard anything new? Um, you know, it's it's hard. I get online and I try to find updates on what's going on. I guess it's because it's just in a committee. But can you enlighten us on anything new that's uh, that you've heard, or or is it just it's just still in the committee and just going through that process?
4: We were we were at a function with Representative Tonko uh, Friday night. Um, he assured us that he is doing everything and his staff is doing everything that they can uh, to push this forward. They're talking to everybody that'll listen. Um, he told me also that that they're up to 20 co-signers now in the House bill.
2: 20, okay. Which
4: is which is uh, it's not unheard of, but it's 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 more than most other legislations have right, so uh there are people out there that are taking notice that are that are that are getting uh that are getting the message, so we just need to keep pushing and make sure that that everybody in both the House and the Senate is familiar with the subject matter, familiar with the reason, familiar with uh what needs to be done uh because it is a grassroots, that's why it's getting so much more attention now than it's ever gotten before. Um, we had some lucky breaks in the beginning, uh, and and I can't help but think now that uh, there isn't some, some higher power help working here. Uh, this many things don't fall into place this quickly uh, without some help from somebody real big. I hear you.
2: I hear you. Well, you were you were talking to uh, my wife Donna earlier and uh uh you had said something that I hadn't even heard in the uh the media because they say that uh Jason had uh had parked there um, uh just waiting to do his delivery, but actually there was a little bit more to that. You had said something about uh he had parked there because of the problems finding the parking spaces in Virginia was that is that correct did I hear that right
4: well yes but there was a lot of different things that went into to, went into what happened okay um, his load I believe there there was three stops in his load uh, he come out of uh, a little town just south of here uh, there's a creamery that produces organic milk uh it was bottled and on pallets uh he had a he had a shipment for new jersey he had a shipment for virginia and he had a shipment for south carolina and that was his last stop the uh the food lion in Ellery in in south carolina so uh after his stop in virginia uh he has an in- almost uh 16 or 18 hours in between when you can deliver in South Carolina. So, uh, you have to, as a driver, you know that you have to look at your route and you have to decide where you're going to stop. And you have to plan all of that out. Well, he couldn't wait in Virginia where he unloaded the previous load because of the, of the climate in Virginia. There's there, they won't let you stop for more than two hours. And, and, uh, uh they don't want they don't want uh trucks hanging around quote unquote right. um, so no he couldn't he couldn't wait in Virginia he had to wait closer to uh, his his last stop uh, It's a common thing in the in the business that uh if you have a situation like that, you do your ten hours a short distance from your your next stop and that gives you a maximum amount of travel time in your 11 hours of of, of work day the next day. So he was 12 miles away from Ellery. He could have run down there in 15 minutes or so, and within the hour he could have been on the road north to pick up another load. Right. So uh, there's a lot of things that went into uh, why he was there. Uh, Another reason, uh, you have to know Jason to understand this, but uh, he had an experience a few years ago in a, a, uh, he was doing a a layover in Albany, New York, which is about 40 miles from from here, but uh, he had a load and he was doing his 10 hours and and there was a, a, a prostitute that was harassing him. Three or four times she was banging on the truck. Well, finally, he yelled at her and threw his shoe at her and hit her. Well, she went and got a policeman and was going to have him arrested. So uh, as things progressed, what happened was that uh, she got agitated with the officer and assaulted him, so she went away in handcuffs. Well, you say, well, good for her and that kind of thing, but it disrupted his all night's sleep, and the whole thing behind the... the the 10 hours of rest and the, and the hours of service laws so that you can be ready to drive for 11 hours the next day. Right. Well, if you're, if you're hassled all night or if you have to deal with a police officer for an hour or two hours, you're not going to be rested the next day. So because of that experience, he wouldn't stay in a truck stop. Uh, he was also, a, a, well, politely, he was a neat freak uh... it had to shine uh... when he was shot he was cleaning the dash on his truck and the gauges because he'd been driving that day with the windows down uh... he happened to be talking to his friend he had the dome light on, he was cleaning the dash the guy had the opportunity to walk right up to the window of the truck without being seen and and put two bullets in his head so it's, it's a choice everybody makes a choice you stay where it's crowded and there's a lot of people and you get hassled all night, or you go off by yourself where it's quiet and you can get some sleep. Either way, it's not a good situation.
2: Right, right. And we just go back go back to, I've always said one of the most important decisions you can make is just finding a place to uh, park that rig and... Uh, uh, but th- there are a lot of things. A lot, uh, so many people on your side. We're seeing good things on this, and we're just continuing to uh, keep it out there. And uh, Donna, I believe Donna's on the line here. Donna just met with um, and uh, talking about things that we can do. You know, uh, Donna just met with um, one of our state representatives here. Donna, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> uh, hi, uh,
6: hi, Timothy. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Thanks again for um, sharing with us today. And for everybody who just joined us, um, this is Mr. Timothy uh, Hordendorf. Am I pronouncing your name correct?
3: Yes.
6: Okay. Um, He is Jason Reidenberg's uncle, and he's discussing H.R. 2156 with us and the importance of it. Um, Yeah, the other day, um, I think it was Thursday, there was a town meeting, And uh, with uh, Congresswoman Ginny Brown-Waite, and her representative was there, and I uh, handed her a folder, about 50 pages, and she was taking it up to Washington, and she said that uh, Congresswoman Waite is a fellow New Yorker, and uh, she would uh, very seriously look into this, and hopefully we have one more co-sponsor for this very important bill I just because wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, um, it was it was indeed. I was uh, very very happy to be able to go there and do this. Um, along with um, we continue to make phone calls. And again, everybody, you know, we you're probably thinking we're really, uh, you know, stressing this, but well, we are. You, you've got to make the phone calls. You've got to find out who your congressman and your senator is. Um, on the site you can search it uh, my son today was telling me you can go to www.congress.gov and find out um, but you really do need to make those phone calls and, and be happy to do it and feel good, you will feel good after you do it um, I, I did want to ask you a question um, would he have if, if, if there was adequate uh, safe parking where you could rest your full 10 hours? Would he have stayed in Virginia, or, or was his plan to go down to South Carolina anyway?
4: Well, that's really hard to speculate, um, and it's uh, it's a thing of opportunity,
0: all right? Yeah. If,
4: if you have an opportunity... Uh, to do one thing and decide to do something else, that's something that you take on to yourself. Right. Okay. However, if, if you plan your route, and when you get to the end of your drive time, your end of your 11 hours, and you're at where you plan to be, and there's no room, to, the the truck stop or the parking area is full and you can't get in, you have a decision to make. And it's a bad decision no matter what you do, because either you drive when you're not supposed to, when you're too tired and it's illegal for you to drive, or you park where you're not supposed to, where, you're, where it's illegal to park or unsafe to park. Um, so at that juncture, uh, the rules put you in a situation where you have to decide which one you're going to break. And, and that's right. the thing that we're trying to, to, to avoid, to give people choices. And if, if you have a choice to be safe, I hope that most people will make that choice. And right now, there's tens of thousands of people out there who don't have the opportunity to make that choice.
6: Well, that's for sure, and that's uh, another issue that um, that a lot of a lot of us are, are fighting for. I know uh, uh, Fred and J.B. Schaffner the American Driver are relentless. Uh, uh, I don't know. Did you check out their site? I had given you um, that URL. Uh, but I, uh, I haven't
4: i haven't had that opportunity yet
6: okay um, um, I, I will be doing that later on they they've been doing a tremendous amount of work they have um petitions calling uh to uh with the state of Virginia to the uh, federal Motor Carrier safety administration and they're doing a tremendous amount of work um with the bill with the h r twenty one fifty six as as so many of us are, um, a lot of people listening to this call today are very active in pushing for this uh, this bill to go through. And uh, I know you've had a lot to do with Alida, and they've helped you out quite a bit. Um, they've uh, circulated a lot of their posts and have been responsible for uh, for a lot also. Um, Absolutely.
4: OIDA has been great to us, and and like I say, they signed on right in the beginning. Uh, I have to say that that some of them were a little bit skeptical, and and I don't blame them for that. A lot of a lot of times, a tragedy like this will happen, and 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 nothing gets done because uh, they don't focus their energy in the right direction. And and uh, like I say, we've had uh, a number of opportunities come our way that we've taken advantage of, and and things have been. Uh, things have been really good about getting out the word and and, and putting a focus on the problem.
2: Yeah, well, and that, that's for sure. I mean, I'm just amazed when you said you had 20 sponsors, but, in fact, we have, uh, I think we have uh, Fred and uh, uh, Silver Surfer and JB on here. They don't have the little hand up, but I'm going to bring them on anyway. I know uh have got two of them here. Um, uh area code nine four zero and then six four two and then area code nine four zero nine two three I'm sure that's probably them. is that you guys uh yes, yes. j v okay, so you all are here yeah uh Timothy these are the two guys, the two brothers from the American driver who have just been amazing advocates for this safety uh parking issue and everything so I just wanted to have them on here with you and um uh so, uh, Fred or JB, whoever would like to start, uh, Timothy's on here. And uh, just give us a little bit rundown of, uh, you know, what y'all been up to and just the uh, amazing fight y'all been putting in for this bill and, and the parking issue. All right.
0: Go well, ahead, you know,
1: Bill. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. First off, I'd like to say thanks for uh, for the heads up on, on letting us know what's going on on your show, Alan. It's a wonderful thing that you guys are doing. And uh, we'd really like and we'd really like to say thanks for uh, for uh, Jason's uncle coming up here. I'm sorry I didn't quite catch your name. I'm I'm driving so it's real hard to hear. You know, we've still gotta work. But I've ran across my condolences to your family, of course.
0: Thank um, you very
1: much. I I absolutely sympathize you know with uh, with the decisions that you've gotta make out here on the road, still continuing and especially with the situation and the way that the parking, just the areas alone that, are, that used to be available that have now been taken away from us to be able to park. And with the increase in number of, of, of commercial motor vehicles, it is, it's ludicrous to continue to believe that, that this is not an intentional thing that the states are doing. You know, they're forcing, and more and more it's becoming evident that they're forcing these kind of things to happen, and, and it doesn't make any sense. And this, this is why I feel that with, with such passion that this bill needs to be addressed, not only addressed, but it needs to be passed. Because the safety of the drivers, and a lot of people are forgetting that it's the drivers that, that supply the stores and, and everything that we have in our daily you know, for our daily necessities and for the things that we we do in our lives, that get you know the cars that take us from here to there, the gas that provides for the car, the oil, you know, everything, absolutely everything is brought to them on a truck. And so when when they neglect that this industry, and it reflects in this manner, they're they're only deteriorating their their supply line, you know, the, and it's just. It's so heartening to be a part of that and that, to be trapped inside. That's why this is so important that we get as many people, and this is why my brother and I are speaking out with you, that we get as many people to sponsor this as we can.
4: Absolutely. And and I share your aggravation. But I do have a little bit different outlook on that. Um, the way I see it, like especially people in government, they don't want to do things, to hurt people, what they do do that hurts people is out in neglect and and misinformation and and misguidance and I think a lot of what's happened in the trucking and, and the whole transportation industry the last few years has been out in neglect and and i don't I don't believe for a minute that any of them are malicious. Uh, they don't want to put people in situations where they have to violate the law, or they have to put their safety in danger. But at the same time, they have to understand that it was their actions that that, that did put them there. And it's up to us to uh, bring that to light, to 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 actually tell them that that you know these are our choices. Uh, most and we went to our state capitol a while ago, and we spent the whole day meeting with different people, different different uh, representatives and different uh, uh, chiefs of of, uh, staff. And a lot of them didn't understand uh, the problems in the transportation industry. They didn't know about hours of service. They didn't know that uh, truckers can't carry weapons. They didn't know uh, that they couldn't get into where they were supposed to deliver until their exact appointment time uh so while what they do may hurt the industry and might hurt individuals in there it's not out of maliciousness it's out of ignorance and it's up to us the people in the industry to educate them as to what's going on and and what the needs are so that they can take appropriate action
1: yeah that seems to be one of the one of the main main components of of making the change. I agree with you one hundred percent. It's opening up this industry because for some reason, and I, I really don't understand why, the dynamics of how it works, but in legislation, I mean, we would think we, we like to think that that our our representatives take time to research and facilitate what information they could gather before they make a decision. But apparently that doesn't seem to be you know, what fits in the working model, which is which is hard. And it, it, is, it is up to us to open up this industry and get that information out there for them because they are so disconnected. And the worst thing about it is there are agencies out there that it's hard for them because, of course, funding is a major decision maker on what they do. And, you know, they have to pick and choose their fight. So, you know, inevitably, it's... It all boils down to all of us, you know, as my brother said, standing up and speaking out, we have to be the ones to open up everything and let them know what's going on
4: absolutely absolutely um, there have been there have been a number of of uh incidences like the one that happened with jason uh And like I say, it it gets filed away in in a newspaper report, and uh, nobody ever hears about it. Uh, Two weeks after Jason's incident, uh, a trucker in Tennessee shot and killed an uh, intruder that was breaking into his truck. Now, he was cleared of the shooting, but now he'll lose his CDL, and he'll lose his livelihood because he protected his life. Now, I don't want to get into the whole uh, concealed carry debate because I don't feel that that's our place. Again, if we provide a safe place, uh, a secure place, uh, limited access, so that truckers can be safe when they sleep and when they rest, uh, a lot of those kinds of opportunities and a lot of those kinds of situations Aren't going
1: to happen and I agree with you 100% with that that is you know there are a lot of drivers out here that you know hopefully that the message gets out to them and that's what we're trying to do in, in helping to open this up and reach out and let let people know that this this is available for them to contact their their representatives and, and let them know that they want them to sponsor co-sponsor this, this piece of legislation because it is very important to maintain, you know, the the safety within this industry. Or we're, you know, I mean, we're post nine eleven. Let's face it, you know, this is it's a critical resupply is a critical critical aspect of maintaining any type of economic stability. And if Absolutely. if if we're, you know, if if our government and is not going, you know, is going to turn a blind eye to this. You know, or if we don't speak out loud enough to catch their attention, even though they are disconnected, you know, it's uh yeah. there's I I can't you know, I can't even come to the grips with the with the term of of what could possibly happen, you know.
7: All right. Let me, yeah, let yeah. me, let me, let, me jump, let me jump on in, bro. Timothy, yeah. thank you very much for what y'all are doing up there. But, uh, generated a step that did occur over nine years ago within our government. And we have an opportunity, once again, to bring this to the forefront of our legislators to get them to understand just how serious this issue is. Uh, I want to thank you for that. Uh, here's something I want to share. I don't know if, you're, if you all have discovered uh, there was a study of, adequ- uh, of adequacy of commercial truck parking facilities back in, was initiated in 1999, and it was completed by the NTSB and Ohio administration in 2000. And, Alan, if you're okay with this, I'm going to take just about two minutes because I want to share just a little bit this study. It's really going to... Those that are on the fence of whether the, how serious this is, that how much is needed, uh, in the introduction of the study, uh, it states, role of the federal government in addressing issues related to driver safety and the safety of the commercial vehicle industry began in 19 19- with the promulgation of hours of service rules by the Interstate Commerce Commission. These rules established limits on the number of hours truck. May drive and be on duty before the rest. Be Complying with these rules has created the demand for parking spaces commercial vehicle drivers can rest. Until recently, a rough balance to exist between these demand for truck parking space and the spaces available at public rest areas, commercial truck stops, plazas, and other locations. However, changes in the industry that began in the 80s. Uh, disturbances to this balance. The deregulation of the industry in the early 80s, significant changes in the way goods and products moved throughout the United States. Prior to deregulation, approximately 20,000 motor carriers operated in an environment where authority was issued by the ICC and entry into the industry was difficult. As of 2000, approximately. 500,000 interstate motor carriers in the United States, and projections for the next 20 years estimate continuing growth. As truck traffic on America's highways has increased, demand for services and facilities for the trucking industry, including the demand for spaces has increased as well. Another significant change in the movement of goods and services was the advent of just-in-time delivery. Manufacturers now operate in an environment in which large warehouses, inventories or parts and supplies are no longer maintained, instead are delivered in tightly scheduled deliveries, as these inputs arrive just in time used in the manufacturing process. Just-in-time delivery places new demands on facilities as trucks use facilities as staging areas to better meet delivery requirements. The combination increased truck traffic, and tighter delivery schedules is one of the primary reasons for the increased demand for parking, and this increased demand has resulted in shortages of truck parking in some of, some parts of America. Now, I don't know if you if you guys, Timothy, have covered this study. Uh, I do have links to it. Uh, when you go in, find it in the American Driver Group. Uh, I encourage you to use this information because this shows Nine plus years ago, government was aware of this problem that drivers have, and Jason's Law is the very, sort of the, the very important step to truly gaining the attention that this situation seriously deserves, because as you have made statements, when you reach the end of your 11 hours, and let's do keep in mind the nature of you have wasted hours on docks. You have the nature of interstate traffic, have the rules that are in place. Drivers cannot realistically plan their their trip. There is a a very uh, prominent situation that creates the uh, the need to stop. And at point, you have to make. Do I break this law or do I break this law? And that—that that I think should be the very forefront of the attention that needs to be brought to our legislators. That this a situation that is real. We need to address this. In the situation with Virginia, has always been known by truckers out there that that is state with very limited parking space availability, and it has only gotten worse. Which this study indicates, dictates, and finds that this is only going to be a growing problem. And yet we have them wanting to shut down rest areas, take away more parking spaces. We've got troopers going in and housing truckers. You know, whenever they choose, they're going to do this out there and, and run everybody off. But truckers are being forced to break a law, and you know this is wrong in its uh, I, once again I want to thank you for bringing this to the, to, uh, the forefront to all the power that's, that's put behind this uh, Mr. Bronco, much thanks goes out to him to actually introduce this uh, and those coasters that are finally climbing on board and understanding that we have a problem, it is in targeted areas that needs to be addressed states are not taking care of the problem, the public, uh, the private sector is not taking care of the problem. The trucking industry, uh, businesses are not taking care of this problem. It is up to truckers, citizens that identify, you understand, this affects them just as drastically as the truckers. I mean, you never know when you're going to be driving down the interstate, and that trucker has been forced to make a decision to drive tires and could seriously, I mean, the reality is, and roll up on top of your vehicle and, and cause traumatic situation in your in your life. That this needs to be seriously addressed. It is nine years the government was made aware of this, brother. I agree that maybe they they just don't know. I, I'm not. I am of the nature of saying no. This this was a very big issue in 2000. They were aware then, and nothing has been acted upon. On those findings, it gets very in-depth uh, models on how to determine where you have a major problem, what type of actions take to address that problem. I mean, this, this is a very in-depth, detailed study that was done that was presented to Congress, and they have yet to do anything with it. Jason's Law, that step, uh, that critical pivoting point of actually getting this situation dealt with,
4: And that's that's true. That's one of the first reports that I found when I started doing research on the on the whole subject. And uh, there was also a, a, a some of the sorts that was held with with industry leaders, and they came out with the same the same report. Uh, yes,
0: yeah.
4: and we can I can I can find it. I can find a dozen different studies in the last fifteen mm-hmm. years that that have all come to the same conclusion. Uh, unfortunately, in Washington and every other state house, it's the squeaky wheels that are, that are getting greased. And, uh, pardon the pun, but transportation uh, hasn't been all that squeaky. But now uh, now uh, things are coming to a screeching halt. Uh, everybody's heard that there's a problem. Uh, we have glaring examples uh, of the harm that it's doing. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, through our efforts, we can get people to understand, not just in Washington and in the, the, the state houses, but uh, the general public understands that uh, these people are doing jobs and, and they're out there for a purpose. And if they're sitting at a place that isn't so safe, maybe, or if they're sitting in a place uh, where it's inconvenient for another driver, it's because they don't have any other place to go. And it's not that they're trying to be obnoxious, and it's not that they're trying to get in everybody's way. It's just that they're trying to do their job the best way that they can. Yeah, right, that, that's just that's
2: the, that's the importance of Jason Law. That's why we keep pushing it. And uh, I've got let me pull up this other person, Timothy, I just want you to realize that um, <clears throat> I started out with five lines, and now I'm up to ten. Blog Talk radio <laughs> just keeps pushing me more lines. This is how important, uh, you know, we feel that Jason's Law is, and we just want you to know that we're so behind you and your family, and we're going to continue to keep pushing this. Uh, let me pull up this other line. I think this is Trucker Desiree, uh, area code seven six zero. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Hey. Um,
8: I wasn't expecting to say anything, but I will. Um, I'm just so really glad that um, we were able to hear from the family's representative about this. I agree that um, what I've found is the general public really does not relate to truckers at all. And I'm new to trucking, and every time I talk to somebody that cannot believe I'm a trucker, they go, and they say to me, why are you parked like that? We had no idea you slept in your truck. We didn't ever put two and two together that there was people in there or a dog in there or that you had to go through this, uh, worrying about your safety every night, that you had to strap your doors down or that you can't carry a gun to protect yourself. And it really, it's like one person at a time that you tell to answer the same five questions to and you all of a sudden have somebody on your team. But it takes a lot to talk to these people that are not in trucking one person at a time. And I think truckers get really because they're like, Why well, doesn't anybody understand what we want? Sometimes they come from family, so everybody in the family understands the dilemma. But when somebody's not from trucking and you're new to trucking, you really see how much communication there is and how necessary it is to truck to get non-truckers to realize that everything in the store did come on a truck, and there's a person, there's a store, there's a family behind all of those products, and it, it is a way to win this. It is a way to support for this bill, um, trying to spread the message and get people to act, and don't don't get it that people can't read your mind that you've been trucking a real long time and you've been trying to listen to you but nobody's been listening to you I think it's true something is um, happening that is very special it's unfortunate this tragedy had to happen to Jason and his family something does seem to be moving this thing along and we really can all help push it, just slam dunk it and I just encourage everybody, not just in the trucking community, outside the trucking community. I meet so many people that are like, my uncle was a trucker. My grandfather was a trucker. Um, maybe they're an executive now, but that doesn't mean they don't know a trucker or they can't relate in some way and they can help us everybody can vote. Everybody has a voice in our democracy. So. <laughs> and so that's it.
2: That's right, and you bring up a good point. It's not just truckers because, I mean, general public that you know they use the rest area. So this is a need for a lot of people now. Now, mm-hmm. uh, now, Timothy, did you? Um, I don't remember. You might have told me, but I might have just forgotten. Had, uh, w- were you and the other family involved in trucking, or was it just Jason and his family? Or did this kind of bring, this kind of pull you more into trucking and find out more about it?
4: Well, my brother, or my brother-in-law. Uh, drove trucks, um, and I know uh, a, a dozen different friends that that are truck drivers. Uh, certainly, I'm 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 well aware of of the issues, but I have to I have to confess that until this happened with Jason, uh, I really didn't understand the depth of the problem. Uh, you know, you you know that they have a hard time finding a spot to rest. You know that they have to make decisions that that uh, are necessarily the, the the best. But at the same time, uh, until something tragic happens, you don't really understand the consequences of of, of what's going on out there. So uh, while I'd be the first one to admit that uh, I've been close to the industry for most of my life, uh, there's always something else going on to, to, that was that, that I needed to give attention to. So now that this has happened, uh, this is front and center, and this is our focus. And and uh, and this is this is uh, we tell people right from the beginning we're in this from the long haul. And this is really only the first step uh, if we get if we're successful in this uh, federal legislation and I, I truly believe that we will be uh, we have to take this back to the states there have to be people uh, to implement this there, 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 there has to be applications to be sent to the, to the Commissioner of Transportation for these funds uh, without that it was all for nothing so uh, after we get our federal re- legislation, we're going to be focusing on that. We're going we're to try to find people in other states that will go uh, to their state houses and, and to their departments of transportation and say, here, you know, we, we have this problem, too. Why can't we uh, benefit from this, this money and, the, and this regulation? And, and uh, uh, I know in my trips to our state house, it, it was one of the – uh, one of the things that, that uh, uh, we worked on a lot on the education and, and uh, we're in a particularly bad fiscal state uh, at this particular moment in time, but uh, hopefully this federal money will, will spark some, some additional funds. Uh, that's one of the, the, the greatest things that uh, Mr. Conko put in this bill. It, it applies to the private sector, too. Uh, you have a truck stop that that is woefully short short on on, uh, parking or or wants to upgrade uh, their security but can't because of the cost uh, factor, Uh, they can apply for these funds. They just have to show the need and they have to show that it's going to have a positive effect. So uh, that helps an awful lot on making this. Uh, a universal problem with a universal solution
2: right and and again uh really i wanted to I wanted to do this show today uh to really just for a uh, for a call of action, you know like I've said, you know you can listen and you can read the blogs and but if nobody ever picks up that phone, you know it's going to be awfully hard to get it pushed and i I'm glad you pointed it out because I used a... Uh, you know, I used you know make that phone call, send that letter, send that fax and email, and and really the most powerful thing you can do probably is that phone call, like you said, right? Even if it's even if it's a thirty second phone call, uh, that's gonna that's gonna certainly help
4: get the message through. Absolutely. Um,
6: and, you know, I I think if everybody thought of it this way, that if they think to themselves. This will get passed if I call. If they take that sole responsibility that it's their phone call that's going to do it and believe that, then it it eliminates the thought that, well, there's going to be a lot of people calling. um, You know, uh, well, I'll let everybody else call. And that's the problem because people don't believe that it's their phone call. You have to believe that your phone call will do it. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely.
4: Absolutely. And, and I mean, I try not to make this about me, but I think I, I, I have a good example. I've been an uh, emergency medical technician for 30 years. The very first time I took a CPR class, the instructor got up in front of us and said that if you have to do CPR, that means that somebody is dead. And it kind of took everybody back. Well, that's true. If somebody needs CPR, they're they're dead. If you choose not to do CPR, that person is going to stay dead. If you choose to do CPR, maybe that person's going to live and maybe he'll stay dead, but there's a chance.
0: That's right. That's a lot like
4: what we're doing now. If you don't do anything, if you sit back, then nothing's going to happen. But if you make that phone call, That could be the pivotal thing that makes the difference, that could put it over the edge. The fact that there's 500 phone calls is impressive. If there's 5,000 phone calls, that's even more impressive. If there's 50,000 phone calls, that's astonishing. And nobody can ignore that. And that's That's, our goal.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, that's true. Yeah, that's that's the perfect uh, analogy of that. Let me... um, I don't know if uh, I have uh, another driver here on the line, Damien, area code 412. I don't know if you're just listening or wanting to say something, but wanted to give you your chance if you wanted to. Yes, hi, Alan.
9: How's this? Hey, and uh, great shows. Uh
2: we'll, we'll give it a try. We're getting a little feedback. Go ahead. We'll see if we can get you. Okay. Yeah. So um, I just
8: want to talk a little bit. What exactly
2: is AMJ's response? And does it provide funding for um, additional rent sharing
4: additional solutions to the SPG? Yep. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> Could you hear that, Timothy? I couldn't hear any of it. I just had yeah, static I, yeah.
2: yeah, he's driving again. I think he was asking, I caught a little bit of it. I think he was asking uh, ex- exactly what are the funds that are implemented in. Um, jason's law is it just for the state of new york or is it going to be nationally or uh... it's go ahead
4: national definitely this is this is we're on the federal we're we're on the federal level here and anybody in the country can apply for these funds um... our efforts on the state level are what everybody has to do at their their local level in order to make people aware that these funds are available and that they can apply for them if, if nobody applies for these and, and they, they just go to waste, it's, the issue is going to go away. Uh, they're not going to pay any more attention to it than, than, than anything. On the other hand, if next year, in the next fiscal year, they get uh, 50 or 100,000 applications, uh, then maybe we can tell them to sit up and take notice that we need more money. Okay, and, and, and maybe we'll have the opportunity to, to revisit the whole thing and, and, and we, can, we, can put, uh, we can get more dollars into the problem. Uh, but at the same time, this is the place to start. This is the beginning. Uh, a lot of people have told us, well, 20, $20 million a year is just a drop in the bucket. Well, yes, it is when you look at the whole problem, but you have to, understand the whole problem to appreciate that so uh if we can generate the interest in the money then i feel anyway that i can go back to paul Tonko and say we did a great job this is what else we have to add to it and i know that he's on that same page this is the beginning if if uh they get it all gold out in the first month and people are screaming for more uh, that's an opportunity for us to say, "Hey, look at this. We got we got people that want to address this problem, and, and we need to be able to, to generate the funds in order to do that."
2: Right, right. And uh, have you? Uh, and I may have already asked you this, but uh, uh, have you? Uh, what, what was? What's the most recent that you've been uh I've uh, been in touch with uh, you know, Representative Tonko or anybody uh, uh anybody recently or is it just still just a waiting game like we were talking about earlier? We
4: we were we were at a function with him Friday night. Oh, okay. Um uh, day before yesterday and, and uh we talked to him. We talked to his regional chief of staff, uh Sean. he's, he's been a lot of help to us. Uh uh the whole this whole organization has been really great with us and, and uh uh they deserve a lot of the credit for pushing this in Washington. Sure. Uh, they were literally walking up and down the halls and knocking on doors and, and and buttonhole and other representatives in the in the in the passageways and and uh uh really uh worked at getting this whole thing put together.
2: Right. Well do you, I I know you have the uh now this uh the website i mentioned earlier um uh, is uh is that the site that that uh you're hosting that you're kind of
4: watching out for that's the family website yep that's the one we created just for this um for this effort
2: Okay, so that's the best website that they can go to. Did you have Did you have another website or a blog, or is that is that nope. just the, that's just the main nope. website right there? Because I've been nope. on it many many yep. times. And we have, uh, we
4: have a guest book and we have the petition, and, and you can leave comments on both. Um, you know, we, we wrestled with this early. Uh, uh, hope my niece uh, was beside herself because she would like to thank. Everybody that that signed the petition, and and especially those who left comments, but it's been such uh, uh, a great outpouring that there's no physical way possible to do that. So she has put a a thank you on the website, Uh, and, and she wants to express her appreciation for everybody that's extended an effort to help get this through. Well, our yeah. prayers
6: and thoughts are with her um, uh, daily. Uh, his memory will not, you know, is is going to be a uh,
3: uh, in
6: the hearts of drivers for years to come, and uh, we're not going to allow this to all be in vain. And uh, I speak for for many, many people. We we need to to reach these over three million drivers um and, and get them to, to make these calls uh and, and that's our goal that truly is our goal well, supporting thank you very much. absolutely absolutely we uh it's a very very touching uh issue for us and and j b and Fred are you still on there
7: uh, i'm still here
6: okay um yes ma'am. i'm still here oh, hi j b and um, Desiree, you there? Uh, yeah, I can open up her mic. I was getting a
2: little feedback. But there she is. Oh. We're back on, Desiree. Oh,
6: yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, Desiree also is a big part. She uh, She's also another big part in spreading all this. And so many others are. Um, Jason from Truck Driver News, I don't know if he's um, on the line or just listening today, but he posts. Uh, regularly, and there's just so many people, you know, you don't want to leave anybody out, but we just want you to know, um, you know, I know uh, OIDA does a lot, but there's a lot of smaller organizations and individuals who, who are uh, so supportive of this, and you and your family, and um, and their thoughts and prayers are with all of you. Well, well
4: thank you very much. and And... Besides the electronic petition we've got we've got uh, hard copy petitions out uh, they're coming in from all over the country uh, We have our address on them and and truckers are taking them and posting them in truck stops and and we're just getting them from all over and and besides the sixty five hundred we have online there's there's more than three thousand that we've received back uh, on the hard copy so uh this is all good. this is all ammunition that we take to the politicians and and and, and uh uh show them that the, the need is real and and uh their decision is gonna affect uh hundreds of thousands of people out in the in the whole country
6: you said that these, these there's hard copies at the truck stop. Is that what I heard you say?
4: I, there are there are truckers who've been leaving them in, in in truck stops and picking them up on their next trip through, and and some of them are carrying them and getting getting uh, other truckers to sign them. And and uh, uh, like I say, we've gotten we've gotten about 3,000 of those signatures back so far.
6: Um, and if drivers wanted to do that now, what do they do? Just print it off and make copies from your, from your website? Um, if
4: if, I'm not sure that it, it, it's accessible on the website, but if you if you left us the uh, contact information, we can email a copy to you, or, or uh, we could even send them out snail mail if that's what it you is. prefer. Uh, we've done that for a number of people that that have uh, left messages that stated that that's what they wanted to do. Um, definitely, uh, we got we got no. Uh, so we're more
6: than glad to accommodate
4: anybody that wants to put any kind of food into us.
6: Because I know a lot of drivers will do that. And then, then, again, what they need to do um, is go to that website and the contact information and request a hard copy. And, and you, yep. when you go out, you can, you can send them uh, in the truck stops. Uh, that's an excellent idea. Uh,
8: Donna, can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh-huh. I, was, I had to put you guys on the hold for a second. It would be a really great thing that people that are out on the road could um, maybe put help uh, when they're out and about, even putting a flyer off in some of the rest areas because so many people are on the Internet now, you know. When you go to a truck stop, you see computers going up everywhere and just um, having a, some little bit of information that people could know about, like right, the truck stop to sign the petition online. If you can't get a hard copy, get home to get one to pass around. Even if some people could put a little flyer up in the laundry room or on the bulletin board there to let other people that are hanging around the laundry room read up on this, get educated on this. And I believe I, I saw on the Riven's website that there was a form letter that was pre-made with some contact information that makes it very easy for everybody to get involved. Is that correct?
4: Absolutely. I, I know that that's there. That uh, you can. There's two different forms that you can download it. You can download it as a PDF file or a, a text file, and, and fill in the information that you want and, and send it on. And, and uh, everybody, of course, is invited to do that. Uh, there's a link in there for their uh, congressional uh, membership, where you type in the zip code and it tells you who your representatives are. Um, like i say this is this is the first step, so if you keep all of that information and and start uh in on your state uh representatives and tell them that this is happening on a federal level and and uh we expect you to uh, uh take advantage of that when it becomes law and, and and put them on notice so that they know that it's coming down the pipe
6: uh-huh okay that's
4: that's good the
8: the easier to make it for people to get involved, I think the better because a lot of people are just, they don't know where to start. They want to do something just, they just don't know where to start,
6: so Exactly. If we can,
8: if we can make it so easy for them to just go here, click this, download this, sign it, mail it, we'll yep. be able to get a lot more
6: people to be active. I, I'm i pretty sure. Yeah, and uh, post post that, uh, uh, the fact that they need to make the phone calls, um, you know, uh, yep. The website that they can go to to find out who who their congressmen and senators are, and uh, just post that and let them find out. It takes them a uh, less than a minute, and the, the whole procedure of finding out, making the phone call will take less than five minutes. And yep. uh, and, yeah. and
4: the, the beauty of the where we at now, where we're at now, if you just took a postcard. And put on the postcard support Jason's law. Put the representatives, the senators, or the the, the uh, representatives' uh, name and address on it, and ship it off to Washington. Uh, they know exactly what you mean. Uh, uh, it can be as simple as that.
6: Excellent idea. I mean, that's, that's good. How easy can that get, right? Just a, yep. because well, a lot of people don't, you know, they're uncomfortable writing a letter. Uh, for whatever reason, but a postcard, how easy is that? Is
8: there a time limit? Is there a deadline date?
4: Um, In a manner of speaking, uh, the deadline is going to be when they pass uh, the transportation reauthorization bill. Uh, That has to be done by the end of the fiscal year, uh, the federal fiscal year. So, uh, you know, it it depends on your perspective, and, and, and I guess the the effect of the whole thing Um, it's in everybody's mind right now so uh, there's no time like the present so to speak Uh, one of the big things that that I'd like to emphasize to everybody uh, because you fired off a letter uh, it doesn't have to end there Uh, follow it up in a week uh, say you know did you get my letter Uh, what are you going to do about it Uh, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh, that that's not going to hurt at all, and it's going to put them on notice that you're still watching. You still expect them to 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 do uh, what they were elected to do.
2: Right, and that, and that's what we're going to continue to do, and so many others like uh, like Donna had mentioned, the AmericanDriver.com and Smart Union and Truck Truck Drivers News. There's there's so many sites out there that's picked up on this and are taking off with it. And we're going to keep continuing that fight for you. And um, I, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, Mr. Hardendorf. I, we didn't give you much of a notice, but uh, I really do appreciate it. And uh, we just want to show the importance of this. And, and um, I, I know you know that there's so many of us behind you, and, and we're, going to, we're going to keep uh, sticking behind you, and we're going to do everything that we can to uh, help get Jason's Law passed for you.
4: Well, we really appreciate the help and 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 it it humbles us to think that uh, so many people uh, are getting involved in this and and but it's just an indication how important the issue is and and how it's gone for so long uh, without uh, being noticed is, is beyond us all. so uh, we're glad to be able to help the industry and 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 to help a lot of other people at the same time.
2: It, it sure will, and we'll be in contact with OIDA and ATA, and we also post this show up on our blog where it's just kind of shot out. And we're, we're heard uh, here in the U.S. and several other countries, and and so we're going to do our part. And, uh, again, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and, and all our best to uh, you and your family.
4: Well, thank you for the opportunity.
2: All right. Take care.
4: Thank you.
2: you. Take care. God bless. God bless, God bless, you. God bless. All right, twelve minutes down. So um uh, Damien I we were getting a little feedback on you so um I had to uh cut your mic, sorry about that. But that that's part of the uh, part of the driving and uh and uh I've got eleven minutes here to go, so just give a few more minutes here. Uh Fred, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, uh we were kinda shocked when uh Timothy was telling Donna on the phone earlier that really uh uh Jason had wanted to uh, kind of get on up in Virginia, but the parking was uh, always such a problem, and that just falls so much in line with what you and uh, your brother J.B. are fighting for. <laughs> he,
7: he touched on it perfectly. I mean, he he, he presented it in, in the exact way it should be presented, that drivers are being put in a position, and it's it's truly a situation that is created where they have to choose between breaking one law or another because of the serious issue we have with truck parking in the state of Virginia, drivers are having to that are being presented with the decision of what do I do? Do I park here, or do I continue to drive? And you know, in this situation, uh, it's unfortunate that the decision that was made uh, that I am the shortage of parking. And let's also mind the availability of safe. So that you can get that hours of rest that you need to uh, be safe out there on the interstates, it's created a scenario that put a brother trucker uh, at a at a parking area that was not secure, was not safe, and resulted in we had and you know it, it kind of leads into what my brother and I are doing in addressing Virginia because it's not just situation. Shortage of parking that all drivers understand just how serious this situation is uh, within that state. Uh, you know that that is also taking to browse drivers that are not adequately rested, telling them to get on down the road. And uh, you know we're we're battling very hard. We've had a, a big positive step today uh, with cSA's chief council office a petition that we're hoping will generate the action that we're demanding that these first stop doing this uh, and that we're hopeful that it will also propel us into uh, avenues of dealing with the seriousness of what Jason law in this address
2: right right and I and and it, you know, it's not just uh, you know, not just Virginia. Uh, he even uh, Timothy even brought it up too that there's there's a lot of these stories you don't ever even hear about. I know just uh, within a recent year, or so there's been like three drivers just up here in Tampa that's been shot, and and um, you know, so many of the stories you don't hear about. So it's it's kind of commonplace all over. And uh... For, you know Jason's law just happened to bring it into you know the international news and get it national get it nationally out there. So uh, it
7: it does mean this issue. And and once again, I'd like to stress to everybody, most truckers out there, especially the truckers, because this directly affects us. And the fish is, you could be the one that. Happens to be next to a driver that is out there being forced to make decisions. You know, this is not something that we constantly hear, like Virginia's statement to, in response to us has been, well, you guys need to plan better. You know, get down to the reality of the situation. The laws that have been put in place, the demands of this industry that is out of the driver's control, is directly affecting or creating a situation that is forcing us to decide to violate laws put our safety at risk. And and it needs to be addressed. And this was addressed in nineteen ninety nine. It was addressed in nineteen ninety-five. Truckers knew this was a growing problem since the late eighties into nineties. Uh this law has actually brought something back to the forefront was brought to the forefront nine-plus years ago, and we need to bring back that brotherhood that we once had, stand together and make sure we can get swept under the rug, take steps to ensure that we get the serious stress that we need to have in regards to a situation that's been created by, by situations from what our government has 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 grown in some deregulation of the Motor Carrier Act back in 1980. That this, this is a very, very serious issue. It has been identified in a study that it is only going to get worse. It is not going to get better.
1: Uh, yeah, we, I'd like to share a perspective, if you don't mind. Yeah, nope. real, real quick, about, about one minute. Okay. I just recently picked up a load in Florida, and spent the night in South Carolina and on my way down coming through Virginia and the Carolinas down into Florida as well I've been actually I've had a chance to talk to some of the drivers about you know their their feelings on on what's going on and I got to tell you you know they share the same sentiment everybody seems to be fearful of parking in Virginia as a matter of fact right as we speak I'm driving through Virginia and there are there are police all over the place Uh, you know I don't even I'm at the point of where not just myself, but the drivers that I've spoke with about this in the last day or two They're feeling the same way. They don't want to stop in Virginia They just want to drive through and that means that they're not going to want to pick up loads in Virginia They're not going to want to deliver loads in Virginia. They're just not going to want to have anything Absolutely anything to do with the state of Virginia. You know like myself. I don't even want to stop for fuel I fuel before and I just want to drive through, and this seems to be a general sentiment. Yeah, that's well, not, it's, that's not going to be any good
2: for Virginia. No, no, it's definitely, uh, uh, it's definitely hurting them. And um, we'll we'll just keep pushing forward. All the good work y'all are doing, and uh, we're going to push forward here with this Jason's Law. Five minutes to go. I appreciate everybody calling in and listening. Um, I had to cut some of the mics, getting a little bit of feedback there, but. Again, I just want to reiterate here as we close, um, you can go to uh, Jason's family's website, jhlrivenberg.com, get all the information you need from there, who to contact for your rep and your senator, send that postcard, uh, send that letter, make that phone call, just as uh, Mr. Hardenberg said, very important, make that phone call, and uh, we can make a difference and we can get Jason's law passed and provide safe parking for our nation's drivers, so Thanks for listening to this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. I really appreciate it. But now it's time to stop listening and take action. Let's work together and help Jason's wife, Hope, and his kids, Josh, Logan, and Hezekiah. This is for them. This is for all of our nation's truckers. So uh, I'm going to leave you with this song, Down the Road, by upcoming recording artist artist, uh, Rob Anthony of robanthonymusic.com, a tribute to all truckers. And here, as this special Sunday show ends, uh, this will be our tribute to uh, Jason Rivenberg.
7: The sun
9: sets down on the faintest sky It's always hard to say goodbye I never leave your smile behind I take all of you with me You Cost to me, the places I go, the people I see, I bring everything they need and help the world to move along. One mile down and a thousand more to go, I carry the load, down the load. The heat it keeps me warm. Rain or shine, I weather the storm. The pictures I keep up above remind me of love that goes. I tell my son the faces I see, the day to day, they rely on me. One day you will understand. I help the world to move along. One mile down and a thousand. Carry the down the road, down the road. Waves of rain and the starry nights, mountain tops and the city lights. Thoughts of you by a candlelight, they all bring me back to you. One mile down and a thousand more to go. And you know I'm coming back home. To take you everywhere that I go. I carry this load down.
2: everybody, for joining us for this uh, broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. Special thanks to Mr. Timothy Hardenberg for coming on at such, an us, such a short notice and giving us all the information that we need to work together and uh, bring this law to pass for uh, Jason and his family and for all truckers across the country, as uh, Silver Surfer had said, bring, coming together again as a brotherhood the way it should be, Very important law. Do what you can. Contact your representative. Contact your congressman, your senator. Make that phone call. Just a few minutes during the day, that's all it's going to take. Excellent idea. Drop that uh, postcard in the mail and just say, I support Jason's Law. Thanks again, everybody. Look forward to the next time. Have a great day. Uh, Appreciate you being here, and uh, God bless.